Welcome to Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at the University of Oxford. I'm Federica Cherubini. This is a special series of our podcast and it's dedicated to the Digital News Report 2021. Over six episodes, we are diving into the findings of the report, which is the most comprehensive piece of research on news consumption around the world. I'm the Head of Leadership Development at the Institute, and for this podcast, I'll be joined by the authors of the report. Our guest today is Dr. Anne Schultz, postdoctoral research fellow at the Reuters Institute and one of the co-authors of the report. Anne will help us understand more about how audiences value local news, including what news topics drive audiences to local outlets and what alternative sources of local information people are turning to. And welcome and thank you for being with us today. Hello, Frederica. Thanks for having me. So local and regional news media have been under immense financial pressure in the recent years. Local newspapers in particular have been hit hard by a disruption to both consumer behavior and business models, and the pandemic has only increased the pressure. And this is troubling because local and regional news media can play a critical role in informing citizens and underpinning democratic processes, as we've seen the value of a return to a service journalist specifically on local news during the pandemic. And you dedicated a chapter in the report to local news and looked at what topics matter most to audiences today and where they think they get the best information on each of them. Uh, broadly speaking, what do people want to know when it comes to local news? What information about the area they live in people actually care about? Yeah, so we asked our respondents which local topics they had accessed in the week ahead of taking the survey, and we offered them a list of 15 topics to pick from. And out of this list, uh, two topics were accessed most across countries. That was the weather and also local information about coronavirus or how much the pandemic had affected the area. So around half across our samples said they had accessed either of these. For all other topics out of that list of 15, the self-reported access rates were much, much lower than that. So local politics, just to pick that one out, which ranged third in many countries, only around 30% of those who we've asked across markets said to have accessed it in the week ahead of the survey. So respondents didn't really seem to care so much about all of the other topics that we had listed. Crime being accessed quite a bit in a few countries where this is sort of more of an issue, if you will, but information on the local economy or even schools and education weren't accessed by more than a fourth or a fifth uh, in our whole sample. This is quite striking, I would say. Um, also, if we compare this to last year's Digital News Report survey, where we found that um, many actually say they are very or extremely interested in local news more generally, but when asked about what types of local information people have actually accessed, these figures are, are much, much lower. So, so there's sort of this interesting differences, difference uh, between people's abstract interest and then their basically practical engagement. You mentioned different countries um, had a bit of a different result. Can you tell us more about um, some of these, um, how, much, how many of these findings are consistent across countries and how much they vary? 
we find quite a lot of variation between countries indeed. So even if we just compare uh, among European countries, we see some notable differences. So we have Norway, for example, which I will refer to quite often in, the, in this podcast probably, uh, where, where people are relatively interested in a range of different local topics. Uh, taking out local politics as an example, again, 43% of our respondents in Norway said to have accessed information about their local government in the week ahead of the survey. And although this is still below half, uh, which we which we also have to acknowledge, um, but if you, if you compare this to the UK, only 17% said to have accessed local political information. So that, that number in the UK appears really quite small compared to to Norway here. Uh, this year, um, you're also able to look at how a sense of attachment to one's local community influences the local news consumption. What did you find out? Yeah, that's a, a very interesting topic. Um, so if you feel connected to your local community in whichever way, whatever that means to you, you will also be like more likely to be interested in following local news. And this has been shown to be true in previous research on the individual level in the way that I've just described. Uh, and with our cross-country data, we can show that this also translates to the aggregate level. So in other words, in, in countries where we find higher levels of community attachment across the sample, people will also report, or people in that country will also report higher access rates of local topics uh, on average. This in itself probably isn't too surprising, but it does make an interesting point about how local news in some markets might actually have it harder to create interest in their outlet and in their news provision. So when you are a news organization that tries to operate in a market with generally lower levels of community attachment, it will be more difficult to get people reading it compared to when you work in a market where people feel somewhat like or more strongly connected to the area. Uh, and they might also then also just want to know more about what is going on and, and seek out local news more frequently. So you can, if you want to, you can think about this as, an, as a sort of opportunity structure that, that can help local news businesses to begin with. Um, but just a final note on that, um, I think it's also important to recognize that we're talking about what I would refer to as, as an interdependency here, where, of course, community attachment can, to some extent, drive uh, local news access but where a well-built local news business can also create community attachment over time. But indeed, I think in, in countries where, where we have cultures where, where someone's roots, so to say, are more important than just to offer um, a, a comparison that, than being very cosmopolitan, so to say, um, it, it will be harder for local news um, to, to build a strong business. Uh, news organizations that provide local news also have several competitors to the service they provide, um, so to speak. Could be social media, specialized website and apps offering weather forecasting, for example, and local authorities, businesses, politicians. Many of these provide regular news um, of their own on local issues using their own website and social media pages. What did you find out about what alternative sources of local information people are turning to? Yes, yeah, so we asked our respondents which sources of local news they think are best for each of the different local topics that they had selected in the beginning. So among those, among among these sources were traditional local sources like the newspaper, local TV, uh, but also all of these alternative alternative providers that you've just mentioned, like social media or also search engines. Uh, what we see is that for no topic, there is a single source that comes out as strong. So even for local politics, the local economy. Our sample is basically split in halves. So around 60% say 
that the traditional local news sources are the best source for getting information about local politics. What leaves 40% saying to pref they prefer search, social media, other websites, um, or as you said, local politicians uh, or governments direct communication. With coronavirus, uh, it is pretty exactly 50-50, uh, 50 traditional, 50 non-traditional. Um, and a majority then prefers to rely on social media and search when it comes to finding local jobs, housing opportunities, or information on shops and restaurants. So this is where local, the, where the, where the local newspaper, radio, and, and local television really have started to lose that battle against these alternatives. Once again, I'm curious, and, and maybe our listeners will be too, um, what kind of differences have you seen country by country? Yeah, so we, we have some markets where things still look pretty good for traditional local media, as again, I'm referring to Norway here as an example, where the local newspaper is still considered the best source for, for local politics, uh, with 71% uh, actually of our respondents saying they go to the local newspaper as the best source for, for this type of information. In Germany, it's 48, dropped below the half, um, that, that say it's the local newspaper for them. Um, and then another 25% say uh, in Germany it's, it's TV or radio. So there is this majority that still refers to uh, traditional local news sources on, on sort of hard news topics. In the US, it is often local television uh, that comes out, uh, out as really strong uh, with, uh, I think, thirty around 30% saying it is the best source for local politics uh, and only 24% going to the newspaper. But, but still, as I said, overall, it's traditional sources that are dominant here compared to social and search. Um, and but then things look pretty pretty difficult for for these traditional sources. For example, in the United Kingdom or also Japan, just to, to name another example for ones. Um, also, it's it's also important here I think to keep in mind uh, these these low access rates that we spoke about earlier. Just to re reiterate, uh, in the UK, only 17% told us that they had access to local politics. And of these 17%, only 30% say that the local newspaper is the best source uh, for that topic compared with, uh, just to give you an example of non-alternative uh, providers, compared with 33% uh, who go to find local political information anywhere else online, uh, including search uh, and, and social. Um, lastly, based on, on the research and, and your experience on working on this topic for, for a few years now, um, this is such a complex, of course, um, context for local news, also due to the small markets and willingness to pay um, by audiences where it's very difficult um, to build the sustainable models. Based on your research and, and experience, what should local news outlets who really want to stand out from these many alternative sources of information should focus on? Uh, super, super difficult question. Um, I think what I can say is that what we see in this data is uh, what we also refer to in the report as the unbundling of local news. So while especially the local newspaper traditionally performed many jobs for readers, and they, they still do, of course, uh, many users in, our, uh, in, in, in many countries in our survey now find that uh, other sources are better able to perform these, these jobs. So against this backdrop, I think it will be very hard for local media um, to, maybe if, if not impossible actually, to, to drive demand for their product via these sort of topics. So what they are left with to monetize their businesses on are only these few uh, topics like local politics, health issues, the local economy, local businesses. So a way forward um, could be to double down on these uh, rather than trying to provide information on all topics uh, and in this sense try and, and channel the, the resources that they have. 
But of course, um, none of this will be easy in the current financial environment. Um, but uh, I think it's critically important to avoid a situation where local governments and local politicians are not subject to scrutiny from local media. Um, so while, while I think this might be less of an issue, uh, that the local paper is no longer considered the best source for the weather, um, it will be crucial for local journalism and also, of course, local communities around the world not to lose the battle over political information. Thanks, Anne. A very important point. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Federica. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for everyone for listening to the fourth episode of the Digital News Report 2021 podcast series. Our guest today was Dr. Anne Schulz, postdoctoral research fellow at the Reuters Institute and one of the co-authors of the Digital News Report. In the next episode, we'll talk about what the public thinks about financing of the commercial news media. Make sure to follow our podcast channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. And if you don't want to miss any news from the Institute, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by clicking the link on our Twitter bio or on our homepage. You can find the report online at digitalnewsreport.org slash 2021. This was Future of Journalism, a podcast by the Reuters Institute. I'm Federica Cherubini and we'll be back soon.